Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, it's Thompson to Clark podcast. Brad, how far out are we from regular season baseball? We are 10 days, my friend. Uh, wow. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on it. Well, you know what? I, I don't know. I just saw a tweet that said 10 days, and I'm doing math in my head here, uh, which is <laughs> so not my... April 1st, right? <laughs> yeah, April 1st. Not my strong point. Yeah, there you go. I looked at my app. So I have this uh, this widget on my iPhone that you can do all this cool stuff with. Um, so, you know, I had the countdown to like Thanksgiving and then Christmas oh, okay. and then New Year's. So I, you can actually customize it. So I changed it uh, to the... Um, first day of spring training games. And then when that happened, I was able to go in and and fudge it around and change it to opening day. So yes, 10 days until opening day. I took the long way to get there, but yes, 10 days until opening day (laughs) for everybody. Everybody plays. I believe everybody plays on April 1st. There is no, you know, like in the past they used to do like, Oh, Sunday night, we've got a right opening game. And then Monday we play or Wednesday or whatever. Everybody plays Thursday, April 1st. Yeah. So the next time we actually do this show, we'll only be a few days out. So that'll be That'll be very fun. Yeah, we're going to be in the week of opening day. We'll be at, um, next time we do this, I think we'll be looking at uh, the Bay Bridge series, which actually is being played in Arizona this year. So, Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any bridges in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, one I could sell you. but uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so you know what that also means is we have like some fantasy baseball drafts coming up that we need to prepare for. Yeah, we have two. I Now, the, the league that I run and have been running for, God, what, 20 plus years, uh, you are in that one. Yes. Have you won that one? I don't, I haven't looked at the stats in a while. That's a good question. I, I, I While you're talking i will look okay yeah so i've got to i've got to get that one going that's a keeper league but we kind of goofed around with the rules last year Mm -hmm. uh because it was a 60 game season so we changed it to a i mean i know this is highly sinful for all of the uh fantasy baseball purists out there but last year we changed it to a head-to-head league Mm -hmm. and that was I thought, oh, this will be fun. You know, it's only 60 games. It'll be like a uh, like a a sprint to the finish line. I didn't have fun. I didn't have fun with head to head. That's football. That is not a baseball thing. Baseball is rotisserie. It is you know five by five or six by six scoring. Uh, so that's what we're going back to this year. And then I've got to go back and look at the records from two years ago. Cause we didn't do keepers last year. So I have to go back to look at the records from two years ago to check out the keepers and see where we're at. I'm going to do, uh, all of that tomorrow. And then we draft two days later. So I know I'm not leaving you guys with a lot of time, but you know, yeah, and then we're in a, we're also in a national league only league that you and I are combining in. So that's even harder because then you you got to go like down rosters. You know, you're not just talking about the top three or four players on each team. We're going deep into rosters in the national well, league. Yeah, and you sent me the two catchers yesterday. You said you know in the keeper league we can keep these two catchers. Well, I've heard of Nola, and then I'm like, who the hell's Varsho? And I, got, <laughs> <laughs> I had to go look him because he's not a guy in regular fantasy baseball that you would have 
on your even on your no. bench. No. But in a deep league like a national league, only thirteen team league, you're you're having catchers you're you haven't heard of before on your on your bench. So just to be prepared. You know, I was looking for my overall performance and Yahoo has all of this history and I just can't I can't figure out if I want because I have won one baseball title in um, it might be more than one, but I can't tell if it was your league or if I played another league that was rotisserie. So it's it's kind of hard. It's hard for me to tell. I, which I, league I would have won. I want to say you won our league at least once. Um, and I want to say that for your pride. That's why, <laughs> that's why I want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like going back like, uh, Oh, okay. I did win in uh, 2018. Oh, I thought you I won 2008. I was going to say, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. if you, you want to go back, the 2001 <laughs> is the first season and it looks like I finished in fourth. At least this is as far as Yahoo tracks back. I finished in fourth in 2001. And uh, were you, let's see, we had some great names back then. The Bronx Bombers, uh, one flap down. That one's, <laughs> that one's great. Who was that? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. A, like I'm trying to, the, there, there was a thing with names back in the day, and I would, you know, because my kids were younger, I'd name the goofy names, but I've pretty much stuck with, you know, pretty much Giants-related names these last few years. Like, my my team name in your league this year is uh, Trevor Gott, 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 which we <laughs> created last year on this podcast. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, but anyways, no one wants to hear about our fantasy fantasy teams. Yeah. Well, Let's I mean, talk. They, they do because we we win. We're winners, <laughs> and we do win our league. So who knows? Fan, this is going to become a fantasy advice. Podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, don't okay, don't so, listen to us for that, please. So before what we're going to do, we're going to tackle a few topics here. You and I, um, you and I, put together a list of what we wanted to talk about. We want to go over the Giants' rotation, sort of how we see it uh, right now. As as we said, we are uh, ten days out from the beginning of the season. We also going to continue your spring flings. We'll see who you dropped like a bad habit and who you picked up. Uh, we need to talk about uh, Dead Neil Nunez, who got moved to... Uh, actually, he's going to have Tommy John surgery. So uh, we'll talk about sort of the ramifications of that. And then we're I know the Giants released a 40-man roster. So we'll take a look at that. And, uh, and that'll be it for this week. But before we do that, uh, I'm doing a little bit of a taste test on this show. We've We've talked about Uncle Nearest's whiskey a few different times. And so I have both versions. As far as I can tell, there are only two versions. One is the, um, gosh, it's the 1856 and then the 1884. And the 1884 is the small batch. And so I'm going to give you like which one I like better, but tell me a little bit about what you're drinking. I think we're kind of drinking the same thing. Yeah. I, you know, again, going on vacation, uh, this happens to me every time. Uh, my, my alcohol 
calorie intake was not nearly as high this time because there was no swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was March. We were up in the mountains. We were up uh, at the base of uh, Heavenly's Stagecoach Run up near Kingsbury Grade, uh, the, the summit of Kingsbury Grade uh, in South Tahoe. And so without a pool, with, with a pool, I lose track of the beers sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, because they're tasty. And I try to stay with the lower alcohol ones so I could have a couple more, um, you know, the calories add up. So I brought a bunch of low alcohol ones with me this time. Uh, and, and, you know, I had a couple of those a day and, and not a big deal, but still that led me to, Oh, we've got chips. Oh, we've got dip. Oh, we've got, Oh, oh look. yeah. You oh know, yeah. Wife made chocolate chip cookies for the trip. Cool. Let's have that. And so, you know, just eight, 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 eight. And then when I got back, I was like, well, you know, I'll have a beer during the podcast. I was going to get this nice big stout. Cause we missed uh St. Patrick's day. We're up there and I, I had a stout, but it wasn't the same. I thought, well, I'll have that on the podcast. And then you said you were going to do the uncle nearest, uh, you know, the two different ones and try it. And I was like, you know what? That sounds really good. So, and there's less calories. So I switched over to the, uh, uncle nearest, uh, the, um, you know, I, I didn't bring the bottle in with me. Usually I bring the bottle in. Um, so I have the, I have the small batch. Yes. I think it's the 84. Yeah. So the 1884. So I have the small batch, um, which I really enjoy this time. So I put, I usually put two ice cubes in it and I did that this time, uh, cause I like to kind of stretch the drink out a little bit too. Um, but this time I am getting some like peppery notes from it, which I, which I really love because I love rye. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a rye, you get the, those peppery, little bit of spicy notes. And I'm getting that this time with two ice cubes in it to open it up a little bit more. Um, and I'm enjoying that. And it's really good. So I, now I, I've mentioned before, I'm not this like snobby whiskey drinker. Uh, I, I don't have the I don't have a great sense of smell or a great sense of taste. And so, you know, when you say you taste certain things, I'm like, eh, I can't I don't know if I can taste it or not. Yeah. But I will say, I think the small batch is a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, 56, I think, is is what it is. Yeah. It is. It, 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 it tastes more like, you know, how whiskey versus bourbon like the whiskey taste is a little bit stronger and the bourbon taste is a little bit smoother. Like that's kind of the difference to me. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but I, and- I enjoy both of them. Um, I will, I, I, I added some water to both of them just so that, uh, I, I, I wouldn't go, uh, go sleepy time while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I just had a, a little bit of both. So I, I think I'll be good. You know, the thing with adding like an ice cube and adding water, uh, I had, I had, uh, you know, read this nice little article and it kind of described it in a nice way, you know, because people go, Oh, I don't, don't put ice cube in that or don't put water in that because you know, it's not pure and whatever. Everything I've read, everything I've viewed on YouTube over the years, people have always said, you drink it the way you want to drink it. Mm-hmm. However you like it is the best way to drink it. So like me, like today, I like the two ice cubes in it. I want it cooled down a little bit. I want to stretch it out. I want to open it up. And, and a cool thing I had seen one time, somebody on YouTube had described that go outside when it hasn't rained in a week and take a big sniff. 
when you know the rain's coming. Then the rain comes, and when the ground is wet, go out there and then take a big sniff. And you get a huge difference, really. That water opens it up. It really brings out the smells. Uh, It just kind of lays the foundation for, um, you know, just kind of opens up your senses a little bit more. And I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. I I like that because I do like to add an ice cube to almost any whiskey or rye or whatever it is that I have. So so however you're going to drink it is how you drink it. Yeah, exactly. You you know, I think... When people tell you, oh, it has to be this way, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm, I, I like it. Uh, why, why would I drink it in a way that I don't like it just so that I can make this random person happy uh, for, for the real whiskey drinker? Yeah, make your palate happy. That's what matters. Okay, so can we dig in to the starting rotation? I know you have a bunch of names for this five-man rotation, and we've already talked about how... Because they have openers now that, you know, it, it, everyone may not fall right in line with how conventional baseball, you know, used to be played where you have this five man rotation and everybody is in their spot and it doesn't, you know, you don't get moved out. But with openers, it kind of changes the game a little bit. And you may need a sixth guy in some situations if you're going to play the percentages, you know, so so I think. Almost not not quite like lineups, not quite like batting order, but pitching starting rotations. You see more adjustments these days than I can ever remember. Yeah, and like they've said all along, Zadie Kapler, they've all pretty much said, "Hey, we need we need like seven to nine guys to get through a season uh, starting pitchers." And, and as you know, if you've been following us and been following Giants News, uh, you know, we've brought you information about these guys as they get signed um, throughout the offseason. The Giants have, have really stocked up on starting pitchers, whether those are two minor league deals, uh, you know, guys they might stash in the minors for a little bit or guys that they signed to big year deals, uh, big, big club deals. Um, now, keep in mind, all nine of these pitchers that I'm about to, well, I I know at least eight of them, eight out of the nine for sure that I'm about to talk about here. They don't have deals passed this year. That's it. And that's been made a big deal of in the media, uh, uh, YouTube channels that cover uh, baseball that talk about, uh, you know, the the Giants when they're talking about season previews. They mention that quite often. They say, well, the Giants are going to compete because they're Mm going to get down to July and they're going to start getting rid of some of these guys. That's not necessarily true. I mean, you could some of our starting pitchers, they may extend and that may happen, you know, a couple months into the season. We we don't know this. We you know, we're, we're just going as Giants fans saying this is what we're starting the season with. Uh, however, we end it is however we end it. But starting at the top, uh, you've got Cueto and you've got Gossman. Uh, starting, you know, starting out the season, opening day pitcher. I personally, and, and I know it's coming down to Quaidon Gossman right now. Kapler has said, you know, he's still having discussions, still kicking around the idea. Doesn't know exactly. Um, he said he's not trying to hide it from anybody, but he wants to talk to those two guys and kind of mm-hmm. hash it out. I say it's Quaido. You got to go with Quaido. Opening day is what? It's pomp and circumstance. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the show. It's ceremonial. 
Who who's the veteran on the team right now? That's Cueto. Mm-hmm. Cueto's in the last year of his deal. He's going to be gone for sure, either at the trade deadline or at the end of the season, unless something happens. And again, they extend him for a couple of years and you know drop the price and whatever that could happen. But He's the guy who's been around the longest. I think you got to give him the ball on opening day. He's having a bit of a rough spring. Uh, came back from Tommy John last year. Pitched okay. Uh, not not awful. Not great. Uh, and is having still that kind of a spring right now. But I think you got to hand him the ball on opening day. And I think you got to give Gossman game two. I mean, I, that that's just kind of how I feel inside with that. I would hate to say... You know, Gossman, you had a great year last year. You know, we gave you the qualifying offer. You took it this year. Here's the ball opening day. I think you got to give Cueto that last hurrah. I mean, got 162 games, right? Yes. If if, if Cueto doesn't pitch game one, he's going to pitch game two. Same with Gossman. So that's why I think you go with the ceremonial Cueto as the number one guy. I actually agree with that. When I saw that you you'd sent me a note that you had Cueto first, I was like, ah, gosh, I, I, I want it to be Gossman. But what you just said makes a whole lot of sense because, you know, Gossman is still coming into what he is right now. It's not like he's been this pitcher or who the Giants paid him to be this year. He hasn't been that guy for his entire career. And Cueto has probably had five or six or seven opening day starts in his career. So this is like nothing to him. And for Gossman, it would probably be a pretty big deal. So I agree with you. And then, you know, next year, Gossman could be the opening day guy if they bring him back. And, you know, he's he's with the team long term. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I like that idea. I, I do think... Now, you know, it is 162 game season. They're going to play this season much differently than they played last year because every game last year was like 2.7 games or whatever. I I would expect them to probably be safer with Cueto than maybe they would have been in previous years because as he showed last year, He's either got it or he doesn't. <laughs> right. And so, and, and you don't want to, you know, it, it, not to say that they have to worry so much about some of these early games, but you know that the Dodgers and the Padres are going to be good. So you cannot give away, you know, some games because you're worried about the ego of your starting pitcher who may be you know, throwing 89 miles an hour. So as you know, and then also as long as joy Bart doesn't catch Cueto, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what game was that Thursday night last week? Uh, the, the game that was on TV, I think it was against the Royals. If I remember or the Rangers, it was one or the other, but yeah, Cueto and, and Bart still just not on the same page. And you can see Cueto finally went down to his, uh, to, to his belt. And he just put the number one down uh, on his belt and said, I'm throwing the fastball. (laughs) Do you get it? This is what I'm doing. Because I think he wasn't reading the signs from Bart. Bart wasn't putting him down. You you could see Bart was dropping his shoulders and dropping his head and shaking his head. And it just, it wasn't happening. So, you know, hopefully they can get on the same page because we may see Bart by like July mm-hmm. or August or, you know, June. Who who knows? And, and you know, <laughs> do the Giants wait until they trade Cueto and then and then they bring Bart up? 
<laughs> as to not piss off Cueto. But yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty comical thing to watch the other night. I thought, oh man, these guys just are not on the same page. So yeah, it it it's you kind of wonder because they had that big blowout last year, and you're kind of like, oh, you know. They figured that thing out. They'll be uh, nope. They did not figure it out at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. It, it 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 was rough. But it you know it's it's fun. To, that's the type of stuff that's fun to watch about baseball. Is you you know you got the personalities, and that's the other thing with Cueto. You put him out there as the number one guy. You know, opening day, he's got the shimmy, he's got the strut, he's got the attitude. He can carry an opening day like nobody else. So, uh, you know, he's big time veteran, and I think you got to give big time veteran dudes the ball when uh, when they're called upon. So, you know. All right, who do you think is going to be number three? Number three, you got to mix in a lefty. You got to go with Alex Wood. Um, you know, the Giants signed him to a, a one-year major league deal. So he is on the roster. He is on, you know, they don't have to do any tricks to get him on the 40-man. They don't have to do any tricks to get him on the 26-man. Um, he's going he's gonna to be there to start the season. One-year, $3 million deal. I think that can bump up to a six with a bunch of, of different, uh, different incentives and stuff. And he's a 30-year-old, uh, but he's the one left-hander in the rotation, so really, you got to you got to pop him in the middle there, right? I mean, he either goes two or three. I don't think you save him till five. Um, but but there is a trick because the number five guy, when we get to him, he could pop. He could easily be a number two mm-hmm. this year. So, uh, but yeah, I, I like Alex Wood. I like his curveball. I like his deliveries. You know, tricky left-hander career. You know, right around three walks per nine. Right around eight strikeouts per nine um his spring is going okay he's only thrown three innings uh so far um giving up three hits one run one of the that's on a solo home run uh two walks and two strikeouts you know he's still getting his feet underneath him uh it's it's early in the spring he's only made two appearances but both of them have been starts but he he's my number three is there any worry though from your perspective that he's only thrown three innings so far where you know we're this deep into spring training and he's doing most of his work on the side i'm not too worried about it just because of the way the giants worked the pitching staff last year um i know you know i had seen on one of the broadcasts he talked about they want the starting pitchers to be up around you know, 80, 90 pitches by the time they break camp. Um, you know, for, for Wood, that's probably not going to happen. But again, if you can get him through five, uh, f- five innings is all he needs. You, the way the Giants are going to set up their bullpen, and we'll talk about that next week, they're going to have a lot of guys that can go three, four innings because they're going to have a couple guys in the bullpen who are also starters. Uh, so you can mix in, you know, Wood with somebody else, uh, you know, in the first couple starts of the season and work his way up there. And I think it'll be fine uh, only because of what we saw last year. So I have confidence in that. All right. Who's four? Desclafani. So you got to go Desclafani at four. Uh, again, the number five guy, and I'll just throw it out there. Logan Webb is my number five guy. But Logan Webb, the way he's pitching in the spring, um, as many innings as he logged last season, didn't have a great season last year, but he's learned a lot. He's starting to have, you know, kind of get on that change up a little bit more. Once they kind of feel a little more confident with him. He may break camp at number three. He could break camp at number 
four. I mean, he's not necessarily your number five guy, but uh, Dace Clefani is another guy who you could also, he could be your four, he could be your five. They're interchangeable. Uh, Dace Clefani, uh, he's thrown five and two thirds so far this spring, given up two runs, uh, four hits, and he's made his two starts as well. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, March 23rd, I believe Logan Webb is making his fourth start of the spring. And that'll be the most starts out of any pitcher, uh, for the giants so far besides, um, Gosman and Connor Menez. Uh, Gosman, I believe, just made his third start today. Uh, didn't go too well. White Sox tapped him around a little bit. Uh, he's having a bit of a rough spring. Gosman, eight innings, 11 hits, seven strikeouts, but he has given up five earned runs. Uh, two jacks, too. Two jacks, and they were uh, they were big ones. I'm trying to remember who they were against. Uh be hard to find it right now but but either way i mean he is you know he's pitching well but in the spring trying to find your location trying to work on a couple things uh again getting your feet wet getting your feet underneath you doing everything you got to do it's it's tough uh so it's hard to really look at spring numbers and say i think what you can really just look at is how deep are they going? Um, what does their primary pitch look like? What does their secondary pitch look like? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that kind of rounds out the five-man rotation. Cueto, Gosman, Wood, Desclafani, and then Webb. And then with the Giants, they've, they've amassed more starting pitchers to kind of stash and hide away as we go a little bit further into the season. Uh, Aaron Sanchez... He's having a rough spring, but he said he feels good. Uh, his pitches are hitting the spots he wants to hit. He said, maybe, um, you know, he said, I've thrown a lot of strikes, but maybe too many strikes. He's left a couple of curveballs up <laughs> and gotten tagged, or, tagged, or, tagged around. So he's had a bit of a rough spring, but Aaron Sanchez, another guy, he's on a major league deal. Um, Shun Yamaguchi has only been throwing bullpen sessions, um, hasn't even had any spring innings yet. So he's another guy. He's on a minor league deal. He does have options, so the Giants can you know start him out in AAA with the AAA camp. Um, one of my favorites this spring, Nick Tropiano. He is another guy who can make some starts. He's uh, 39 of his 49 career games are starts. Uh, last couple seasons, he's been primarily a bullpen guy. But um, when you look at what he has done this season, it's been outstanding. He's pitched in five games, two of them starts. Uh, eight innings, he's given up six hits, only one run. And struck out 11. He struck out five against the Dodgers yesterday in two innings. I mean, he was dealing. So he's a guy you can plug in to start. Say, you know, Wood, Desclafani, Webb, they're just not cutting it. Throw Tropiano. Give these guys a rest. Give them, a, uh, you know, a, a one spot in the rotation off. And you've got another guy you can plug in. And then finally, to round it out with nine pitchers, You've got Caleb Berger, and he was a, a reliever for the Giants last year, but he came into spring and, and told Gabe Kapler, I want to try my hand at starting. I've started before. I'd like to give it a shot. And Kapler said, well, he's done everything we've asked him over the offseason, and so let's give him a shot. Well, he hasn't had that yet. In the spring, he hasn't had any starts, but he has pitched in only three games, three innings, uh, and four strikeouts, and, he, and he's dealing well also. Uh, but that is another guy. Again, you can – 
pair wood, start Alex Wood, um, and then plug in Berger. Berger is your only other left-hander in that group of nine guys. But when you go down the list, you got to look at Cueto's on the final year of his contract. Gossman is on a one-year deal. Uh, Wood, Desclafani, Webb, and Sanchez are all on major league deals. So those guys are going to be on the major league roster and they're going to get starts. Uh, Tropiano's on a minor league deal, but I guarantee you he's going to be your swing, uh, your swing bullpen guy. So he's going to get on the 40-man roster because uh, he is not on the 40-man roster yet. There are no 40-man spots right now, and we'll talk about that later. But he needs to get on there. Shun Yamaguchi probably start out in the minor league system. He's on a minor league deal. Uh, and Caleb Berger, as we know, you know, pitched for the big team last year, the entire season. So he's going to be in the bullpen and give you a chance to start. So there's a couple of swing guys there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're looking at you know anywhere from seven to nine guys that can give you starts this season. Okay, but you, you're you're talking to me about a lot of guys, yeah. and they're only going to carry eleven to start the season in the bullpen. So, what happens with some of these guys? Yamaguchi starts in the minors. Uh, you know what? What do you do with Sanchez, Webb, Desclafani, Wood? They're all on major league deals. They can't go down. I, I'm sure those guys are out of options. Although Webb might have an option or two left. We might um, be able to find that out. Yeah, if you can find that, uh, Desclafani, Wood, Sanchez, I don't believe they're going to send either one of those guys down. Obviously not Gosman and Cueto. Those guys are all big league starters. So you're going to have to look at that. And we can round out the rest um, because Tropiano, Sanchez can, you know, he's coming off of a uh, off of an elbow injury, didn't pitch at all last year. So he could be one of your bulk bullpen guys uh, to get going. And then you see what Webb does. You see what Desclafani does. Uh, you see what Wood does at that point. Uh, if, if, if let's say Desclafani and Wood are just having really, really rough seasons and can't come bounce back from the, from the rough seasons they had last year, maybe you get to about late May, early June and you say, we got to cut them loose. We got to DFA these guys. And the Giants aren't afraid to DFA people. Uh, they've done it before. These are not huge deals that they've doled out to these guys. So so they can DFA them, get away with it, trade them. You know, here, here's a trade for a single-A guy who shows a little bit of promise, no, no top prospects or anything like that. Um, so, the, yeah, I mean, really, are, there are a lot of options. Um, and then when we talk about the bullpen next year, we'll kind of round that out. What would you say? 11 guys, probably 11 pitchers. Well, the one thing that we forgot, well, maybe you didn't forget, but I did, was that when the season starts, I think they get an extra guy, right? I believe they're starting with a 26 man. Yes. So they get to carry an extra guy. So they, they may carry 12 pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you carry twelve pitchers, you're you're golden because again, you gotta you gotta see what some of these starters have, um, and then if you can relegate somebody to the bullpen, let's say Webb, you know, just as having rough starts, well, he can be your long guy. He can be your guy that comes in for Wood after the third or fourth inning, and he can pitch three or four innings from there. So I mean, they've got a lot of parts to play with. Um, what does that do to these guys mentally? I mean, Logan Webb's having a 
fantastic spring. Uh, if he has a rough couple of starts and the Giants say, you know what, we want to put you in the bullpen. We want to have you come out for a couple of those uh, appearances and then see what you do. What does it do to him mentally? I mean, he's still a young guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to look at that and say, all right, we can kind of work with you. We're going to carry you along. But I think the Giants for the first time in a long time have a lot of options. Um, not a lot of options in terms of sending guys down, but a lot of options and to say like, well, let's see who's, who works, who doesn't work. And then we'll go from there. All right. So yeah, like you said, next week we will come back and we will talk about what the bullpen may look like uh, at the be- in the beginning of the season. You know what? By then we, we may have all of that information. They may have that 26 man pretty much locked in, yeah. but okay. My favorite segment in spring training, Brad's spring flings. I want to know, who you dropped, who you fell out of love with. I want to know who you got goo-goo eyes for. Go for it. Who Who's new on the list and who, who are we dropping here? So many goo-goo eyes this week. Um, <clears throat> well, last week I had Vossler, Elliot Ramos, Logan Webb, Nick Tropiano. I didn't change any of my pitching. I'm still in love with Logan Webb, even though from the time we did the last spring flings until this spring fling, he didn't pitch. He didn't make an appearance. He might have thrown like a bullpen side session or something like that. You know, the Giants are still throwing guys out there to see what some of these fringe guys have just just in case, you know, just in case somebody catches on and they go, oh, now we have to make a decision. They, I think they know what they're going to do with Webb and he's going to start with the big club. He's going to be in the five-man rotation. So he pitches again tomorrow. So the day, the last day we recorded this, he pitched and he hasn't <laughs> pitched. And we, 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 we haven't done a show in nine days, right? And he hasn't pitched in nine days. So he pitches tomorrow, of course. So we'll, we'll see what he's got. But So I couldn't take him off the list, right? I mean, he hasn't done anything to hurt me. In nine days, he's just right. been there. And, Plus, and- I think I, I feel like he's kind of your guy this year. Like he's 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 the young kid. You have him at, in the fifth spot. You're rooting for him. I feel like he's going to be like the one guy that at the end of the season, if he has a good season, you're going to be like, yep, that was my guy. I've been calling it all season. <laughs> can uh, can is it safe to call him my my Netflix and chill? <laughs> we, can, we can call him that because, you know, nine days without pitching. That's your Netflix and chill, right? I he's, guess. He's just chilling out. So I, so I, I had to stick with him. Um, he's, again, having a great spring. Six innings, 10 strikeouts, only one walk, only two hits. He hasn't given up a run. Um, yeah, he's just been fantastic in three starts. So I, wanted, I, I really want to see what he does tomorrow. I'm very excited for that. I had to keep Nick Tropiano because he is like your Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so excited about this guy. Um Giants got him primarily for the bullpen, but again, he can start. I mean, he's got five appearances, two starts this year, 1.13 ERA in spring. 11 uh, eight, strikeouts in eight innings. No, I mean, just nasty stuff. You saw him against the Dodgers yesterday. We had the, the privilege of having three TV games this week, which has been fantastic, and one of them was yesterday on Sunday. And uh, he was just dealing. I mean, the slider is nasty. So uh, I'm very excited about him. Let's look at some of his numbers. He's, he's 30 years old, minor league deal, not on the 40, man. So they're going to have to make room for him somehow. But... Um, Hitters hit .077 against his slider last year. Um, and like we said before, he's, you know, 39 of his 49 games in his career, he's he's been a starter. And uh, he's 
He's got an 8.8, almost a 9K per nine per career. The Giants like that type of pitcher. So I had to leave Tropiano on there because he can start. He can be your bullpen guy. Um, he can be your late bullpen guy, not necessarily a closer, but he can be a setup guy. He can come in and, uh, you know, you got a couple of uh, uh, right-handers out there and you toss him out there and he, you know, throws that wicked slider against him and you're good to go. So I like him. So I, I, I did... I did have to take Vossler off. Mm, and Vossler's like, he's getting all the ABs, leads the team, and at bats, he's still hitting, what is he? He's hitting, uh, where is he at? He's still hitting over 300. Right. That's well, interesting. The reason I had to take him off, though, I had to make room for two guys. So, Heliot Ramos and Vossler are both off my flings this week. And the reason I had to take off uh, Vossler is because I started to look at numbers and I started to say, okay, you're hitting 333, 14 for 42. You can play many positions on the infield. Mm -hmm. You can play in the outfield. But in 42 at bats, he's only drawn two walks and he struck out 14 times. So those are, those are big numbers. He's leading the Giants in strikeouts in the spring. Uh, you know, tied with a bunch of other guys. Uh, but, but it's hard to watch that the giants don't see that necessarily as their type of guy. Um, so he's probably going to start out in the minor league system. Mm. Most likely I kept calling him a fringe 26th man guy. He, he could, I mean, he's done enough to prove that he's a big league guy and he can start off the bench for you. He could be your bench guy that can, you can plug him in at third and they may even need to keep him because of ironically one guy that I've added this week. And one guy I've added this week in his place is Longo, Evan Longoria. He's six for 11 this week, three home runs, six ribbies, 16 total bases and 11 at bats this week. Um, with only three Ks, uh, although in 11 at bats, three Ks is not fantastic, but he's got plantar fasciitis. So even though he's doing a fantastic job at the plate, he still hasn't played in the field yet. So without being able to play a third base, you've got a guy like Vossler who can play a corner infield position. So because of that, you may even see Longoria start on the disabled list. Uh, just, you know, just the 10 day Vossler up. And uh, starting the season, but I had to, I had to take Vossler off and I had to put Longo on there because I like the veterans too. I like the, the KG veterans who have been around, find a way to continue to hit, to adjust to the game as they get older. Um, I'm a big Longo guy. I like him because he's just, you know, he's just there. He doesn't make a lot of noise. He makes great plays at third, puts the bat on the ball, and he's an exciting player. So, so I had to do that, and I'm, I'm sorry, Vossler. It's nothing that you did. <laughs> so it's not, not you. you. It's me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, before you get to your last person okay. here, two, two things about Longoria. Uh, and, and, you know, when it ta you're talking about your crushes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Evan Longoria, not Eva Longoria, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, we could put Eva Longoria in there too. That's yeah. not a bad choice. Yeah, for uh, sure. But you're right. But this is Evan Longoria. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Evan. So my my second uh, my second thing on on Evan is 
do you know that he is slugging 1.211 in, the, <laughs> in spring training? Which, wow. to me, I'm like, okay, how about we don't hit so many home runs because all of a sudden MLB is going to go, huh, we may need to send him some uh, some drug tests early in the season. <laughs> That's like, okay, like, let's make sure, you know, we're not, you know, we're not showing off too much here. But no, it's awesome to see him play well. You know, ever since we got him, I think ev- I think every single fan has just been like, gosh, if, if we could only get that one really good yeah, I, I would say, you know, he's he's been above average for sure. But that really, really good Tampa Bay Ray Evan Longoria season like, you know, and, and, and look, if he for whatever reason, I don't know how, how old is Evan this season? He's got to be in his mid 30s now, right? He is 35, doesn't turn 36 until the very end of the season. But look, you know, if he if he goes, you know, 310 with 25 jacks. Like that is a major advantage for the Giants. And I would love to really see him have like that one solid giant season because, you know, we like him. He's he's a really good defensive player. You know, he may not have the same range as he once did. Solid guy. You're never going to have to, you know, you don't really worry about him there. But I, I would love for his sake to see him have like that one moonlight season towards the end of his career to where Giants fans could go like, yes, this is how good he was before he came over to us. I do hope that for him. Well, and you know, and here's the thing with his plantar fasciitis, they're keeping him off the field. He's not having to play a third base. He's only concentrating on hitting right now and, you know, and getting the foot ready and everything else. There's not a whole lot he has to do. So it's not out of the question that a lot of American league teams are seeing this right now. And right. Oh, that's a nice DH pickup midway through the season. Um, and then Vossler gets plugged in at third base. Um, Dubon can play a little bit of third base. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much <laughs> I would like that, but you know, he can play a little bit of third base. The giants really don't have many options at third base. And that's kind of the thing it's, it's I, Vossler, I, you know, and it, and it's Longoria. Yeah. I think the one thing, and look, if you can trade Evan Longoria, it, it, it you know, it, it could possibly be a really good thing for the team. Now, I'm not saying that they're necessarily hurting for money, but, you know, he is on the last three seasons of a six year, $100 million contract. So, you know, the Giants are going to pay him 18.5 this year, 19.5 next year. And then I forget that there's there. I think maybe they have an option to buy him out for 2023. Yeah, they have a five million dollar buyout option. So he's at least going to be with them for two years. I don't imagine an American League team is going to be like, hey, we're going to take this 20 million dollar contract dude who's 36 and, you know, 35, 36 and, and just put him on our books. But it doesn't hurt for him to play well when it comes to that, because, you know, like you said, uh, but but here's the flip side. You had a conversation with a Giants uh, person on Twitter, a Giants writer, mm-hmm. and we were wondering what does the uh, DH look like for the National League, and what did this person say? Uh, so that was uh, let's see. I've got to go back and take a look, but um, 
you know, they, they basically I think it was Pavlovich, said, right? Yeah, it I Pavlovich. think it was Pavlovich. Yeah, Pavlovich, uh, you know, he said something about, um, you know, it was a bases loaded situation. And uh, he said, you know, Bailey's at third. And I think Ramos was at second. And, uh, okay, here it is. Um, yeah, sneak peek of the future is what Pavlovich said. Bailey at third, Luciano at second, Bart at first. And I said, assuming we have the DH at this point, yes. And he said, it's coming next year, which we all pretty much know. Yeah. That's going to be in the negotiation. That's going to be, you know, part of the the CBA next year. The DH is coming to the National League and everybody knows it. I think the National League players want it too. Um because again, it opens up another spot for a hitter. It opens up another spot for Longoria. So instead of sixteen teams, Longoria's got thirty-two teams he could go to to be a DH. Yes. Um, but but speaking of that, like you said, though the Giants have been creative in that the last couple of years, so they can turn around and probably afford to do something like this now with their minor league system coming up, and that's to say, hey uh, Yankees, you want Longoria <laughs> as your DH, you take him and the rest of his contract, and we'll throw in a prospect, you know, mm-hmm. not 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 necessarily a low prospect. We'll we'll give you a pretty decent prospect. Plus, you take that money from us. And then, because that's what the Giants did and turned around and got Will Wilson. Yes. um, From the Angels, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so they did the same thing. They took on a large contract um, in Zach Covert and said, and And immediately cut him. (laughs) Immediately cut him, said, we'll take on that contract. We'll pay the rest of his money. But we need a prospect also to make this worth our time. And they said, well, here's Will Wilson. And now Will Wilson is in, you know, the top 10, basically, for the Giants. Yeah, he's got to play a lot this spring. He did. And unfortunately, it hasn't been fantastic. And we'll go, I'm going to go into that a little bit. Actually, at the end of my spring flings, after I get past my fourth guy here. Um, but but yeah, so, so the Giants could turn around and say, well, let's do this. Let's get rid of this money. We can get rid of a uh, you know, prospect also. Maybe we'll get another, uh, you know, another minor leaguer in, in turn that we kind of like, and then we'll go from there. Because if you can get that money off the book, along, uh, books, along with all the other money that the Giants are getting off the books next year... I mean, it's going to be a spending spree. It's going to be insane next year if the Giants can pull that off somehow. Yeah, like Longo's like the one of the only guys on the books next year, right? It's yeah. Longo and who is it? I, I think uh, some of the players, uh, there may be a player option guy, but like he's like, I think the only one. Yeah, and then you've got your arbitration guys. Um, so the Giants are going to get, they're going to get extremely young next year. Um, so, but, so they're going to go out, they're going to be on the free agent market. They're going to, they're going to make some splashes, some noise. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I think they can pull something off like that with Longoria. But I had to put him on my spring flings because he may not be with us much longer. Can I oh. get? Can I guess your last guy? Yes, you can. Okay, so I so I removed Elliot Ramos because he is officially now being sent down. We know for sure he will not squeeze into that twenty six man spot. We didn't think he would because he needs the at bats. He needs a little bit more uh, priming in the minors since he lost last year. So I dropped him down. So who do you think I added? I think you added. Donnie Barrels. You are correct. 
And God, this guy, all the guy does is hit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. He is a hit machine. He is, I'm going to use a basketball term right here. He is a silent assassin, right? <laughs> is, isn't that what they say in basketball? The silent assassin. He just, he just hits. He doesn't yep. do anything else but hit <laughs> the last three seasons. He's hitting 480 this spring. He's 12 for 25, 12 hits. He only has 17 total bases out of those 12 hits. So only three extra base hits. So he's, he's really not crushing the ball, but he's a guy that gets on base. And I love the guy. And I, I know you and I were talking about it. We're in that national league only fantasy league. So this, this season, this, this past week we we're looking and, uh, He's a guy we could keep for a buck. So if yeah. you're familiar with the auction fantasy leagues, you, you can keep the guy for a buck if you wanted to. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a steal. Uh, but then you you told me, well, he's not even on, he's not even being drafted. Yeah. Uh, he's at the $0 mark. I'm I feel, like, oh yeah, I, I feel like we can get him unless there are other Giants fans in this league. I'm not sure, but I feel like we can throw him up there. And, uh, you know, and probably get him for less than five bucks or something. And, and you're right. If you're not a Giants fan, if you have not been following this team the last couple of seasons, you think this this Cinderella story is going to end. You know, the coach turns into a pumpkin this season. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. I mean, the guy is just mashing the ball. He's figured it out. Yeah, he's older. What is he? Thirty three years old now. Mm -hmm. um, but he's he's so consistent. So I had to add him to the list because he's one of my favorite guys to watch at the plate. Uh, he really commands the strike zone. He lays off the stuff he doesn't like. He puts the bat on the ball. He doesn't mash. He's not a home run guy. He's not a gap guy. But he gets those hits. So if you got two guys on in scoring position and you got Donnie Barrels up, things things are looking really good. Uh, and so, so I had to add him. So those are my spring flings this year uh, or this week. Donnie Barrels, Longo, Logan Webb, and uh, Nick Tropiano. So I'm I'm sticking with those guys this week. That could change. We have what one, one more, more week? week. Yeah, so one that more week. that could change. And uh, so, just a reminder that uh, you and I, the weekend of. The uh, f the beginning of the season, we're going to try to get our buddy Ash Day on the locker room app and do like, a, you know, just like a kind of like a quick show on the weekend just to say, you know, how the team is doing in the beginning and get Ash's thoughts from all the way out in UK. And uh, we'll also put that in this feed. So you'll get two shows uh, from us next week. You'll get the show that we do on uh Monday night, Tuesday morning, and then you'll get a weekend show where we'll kind of like go over how the beginning of the season has uh, ha has taken so far. So, uh, OK, let's get to the next topic here, uh, which is uh, Dead Neil Nunez. Now, I had read that, you know, he's going to have Tommy John surgery. They're going to move him to the 60 day DL. And immediately I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to him? Because of his status, um, he he had to be on the 40 man for the entire year or they got to send him back to the team that they drafted him from. You figured this whole thing out. I don't know how you did it. Some voodoo. Uh, <laughs> but what is the status of Daniel Nunez? Yeah. So actually, 
I I don't want to take the credit for totally figuring it out. Um, I again another Twitter exchange. Uh, Pavlovich tweeted out on March 19th. Gabe Kapler said, Dead Neil Nunez will have Tommy John surgery. The Rule 5 pick will miss the year. I, I almost put him last week on uh, my spring flings. But about a half hour before we were going to go on and record, he walked three in a row <laughs> and left with an injury. And I thought, oh, no. I I mean... Forearm tightness, that's never a good sign. That's usually something major. And sure enough, it's Tommy John surgery. Um, So Giant Futures, so at Giant Futures with an S, tweeted, once he comes off the injured list, he will need to stay active on the 25-slash-six-man roster for 90 days during the season. After 90 days, he's a member of the San Francisco Giants organization can be optioned to the minors without having to be offered back to the Mets because, as you remember, the Giants got him from the Mets in the uh, Rule 5 draft. Yes. So the Rule 5 draft is you can draft a player who's been in the league for X amount of years. Um, it's kind of giving these guys a second chance in a different organization because if you draft them they have to stay on the active 25 or 26 man roster for the entire season you can put them through waivers you can release and put them through waivers Uh, another team can pick them up and they'll assume the same rule five draft status with that player if he gets all the way through waivers and the giants say i we just want to release him he has to go back to the team you drafted him from so in this case that would have been the mets Mm -hmm. so after giants future said that you know he has to be on the after 90 days he's a member of the giants organization he can be optioned to the minors without having to be offered back to the mets i replied that applies to 2022 or whenever he comes off the DL after the season, correct? And they said, correct. I did make that assumption he won't be back this year. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, he can be on this 60-day DL, which, you know, in turn technically takes you off the 40-man roster and opens up a spot. Right. So they did that and they added a guy... Um, Ashton Gudo, who was on waivers from the uh, Baltimore Orioles, a pitcher. So, so they put him on the 60 day DL and went ahead and, and, and got Ashton Gudo off waivers. Um, so he's technically off the 40 man, but he's still part of the Giants organization. So next season, when he comes off the DL and can pitch, he can be on the active roster for 90 days. And then he is giants property at that point. Yes. They don't have to send him back. They don't have to, they can option him to the minors. They can do whatever, you know, is left in his contract at that point. Not that this is a good thing because, you know, injuries suck. You never want to see a guy get hurt. Right. But for him, you know, he had this elbow thing. I'm sure it just didn't happen this year. It's probably a little lingering thing. But for the Giants, it almost works in their favor because they get to stash him. Then they got to figure out the roster mechanics of, 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 you know, figuring that thing out. But once they do that, 
then he's theirs and then they can put him in the system and then they can utilize all of his options and all and this and that. So I almost think it's like a really good thing for the team. Unfortunately for him, you know, he's going to miss the whole year, which sucks, but hopefully he can come back a hundred percent and maybe even more. You see some of these guys come back from Tommy John surgery, throwing harder. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and the hard part though, is the giants really liked him. Um, you know, they were seeing just some fantastic things about his slider. He was hitting 98 with his fastball. I mean, he was really impressing people. And so they, and again, you know, he had to stay on that 25 or 26 man roster, uh, or else he had to go back to the Mets or go through waivers and somebody else could pick him up. Uh, and he's having such a great spring. They kind of had a spot slotted for him. This is a bright spot for those other guys who were competing for spots. You know, this is nice for them. Um, it hurts the Giants in terms of, well, now they lost this guy with this wipeout slider yeah. throwing 98 miles an hour. Um, but but again, like you said, you know, so he gets to come off the Tommy John surgery. We may see see him in spring next year. Uh, I would think so. The way Tommy John recoveries happen a little bit faster nowadays. Will we see him at the end of the season? Not if he has surgery. Uh, I highly doubt they're going to see him on the roster. But I was reading another article that that almost seemed like you could split it up. So let's say he comes back with 30 days left in the season and he ends up on the, you, you know, when, when call-ups happen in September, mm-hmm. let's say he ends up on that roster, uh, expanded rosters, and he's on that roster for 30 days. Well, then the next season, he only needs to be on the roster for 60 days. Right. So you can combine those two seasons and be on the roster for 90 days, but split them up on two seasons. So, uh, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen at the end of the season. The Giants can get a little um, creative with that, but, but and, we'll see. What and happens. Zadie will be creative. That's oh, for yeah. sure. He, he is a very not, creative guy. He does not lack creativity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the 40-man roster as we wrap up this show. We are, um, you know, we're ten, 10 days out, like we said, and so they're putting this thing together and they're kind of finalizing things and crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Where do we stand? So over the spring, the Giants have made some moves. Tyler Beatty, John Brebbia, who we knew. I mean, he was injured when the Giants got him a left-hander out of the bullpen. Uh, but he could be ready to go in a couple of months. Uh, again, these are pitchers. And then Dead Neil Nunez are all on the 60-day DL, which allowed the Giants to then, with those moves, add, you know, Aaron Sanchez, Jake McGee. Uh, Jose Alvarez, another signing we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, and and Ashton Gudo, a minor leaguer, um, basically for the most part, um, a minor leaguer uh, out of the Orioles system. He spent six seasons with the uh, with the Royals in the minor league system. He made his major league debut last year, uh, only pitched in eight and a third innings with the Rockies. So he's a traveler. He's been around. Uh, gave up seven runs in those eight and a third innings. Uh, and then he was with the Royals and they put him through waivers and the Giants picked him up and, and stashed him. So he could be one of those guys too. He's now on the 40-man roster because he was on the Orioles 40-man roster. 
when you get a guy off of waivers like that, you have to put him on your 40 man. I believe he does have options as we see now, because he is in the minor league system. They have automatically put him in the minor league system. Um, so those are some of the moves. Something interesting to look at, too, on the 40-man. The Giants have been consistent with this. 20 pitchers, 20 position players. Mm. Um, Alexander Canario, who is an outfielder, um, kind of high up on the list. He's number eight on the Giants' um, uh, prospect list at this point. He's another candidate for the 60-day DL. I believe he had elbow surgery. Um, he's only 20. He'll turn 21 pretty soon, but he's only 20 years old. He's he's a minor league guy. Um, he's on the 60-day DL, or it could be a, on the 60-day DL, so he's a candidate. So when you're looking at you know adding Tropiano to the 40-man, well, you can take Canario and pop him on the 60-day DL. Then again, when he's off the 60-day DL and you need to put him back on a roster, He's got to go back on the 40 man or pass through waivers. So at that point, you know, different things happen. Like we said, De Sclafani, maybe he's not cutting it. Wood, maybe he's not cutting it. Maybe those guys, you know, get passed through waivers, end up in the minor league system or, or whatever from there. Um, so there, there's a lot of options that could be done at that point. Uh, so that's kind of where we are with the 40 man right now. I, I just wanted to do a, a fun little thing because I was looking at this and it's, you know, we do goofy stuff every <laughs> So I'm going to throw this at you. You got to think. I don't think you have to think too hard on this. I think you can think on the pitching side. Who's the heaviest guy on the 40 man? Um, wait, Pablo's not on the team anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. And he was a pitcher. <laughs> um, well, okay. So the easy guess is Maranta. Um, but that that's like the one that that comes to mind. Let me think about this. Yeah, you don't have to go any further. Okay. It's Reyes Maranta. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was like a trick here. I was like, no, there was no trick. He's like, weighing in at two sixty five. I was yeah, just like, going to see if you remembered. I was like, did Brandon Belt gain weight? Like, I'm trying to think here. Who, no, is yeah, there mono. someone tall? Brandon oh, yeah, Belt you're mono, right. So I think he lost some weight. But yeah, poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, who's the, who's the lightest on the forty man? The lightest player. He's got to be a small guy. Um, we don't have El Tulve on our team. <laughs> El Tulve is pretty stacked, though. So he is. No. He is. He's just. He's just short. I guess he's probably a one eighty, one eighty five guy. I have no idea. Okay, Mauricio Dubon. Oh, that makes sense. There you go. I mean, Only- come on. What? What? What did? What did you call him last year? I oh god, El Esqueleton, Esqueleton. Yes. From if if you if you've seen Nacho Libre, yes, Esqueleton. Exactly. Guy, yeah, he looks exactly like him. But but he did put on fourteen pounds. So I don't know if this weight was before that fourteen pounds or not. Probably before they probably they probably haven't updated the media guide yet. Yeah, and he's only he's only the smallest guy. The lightest guy by five pounds behind Yaz. Baby Yaz is... Oh, wow. Yeah, I I would have thought Yaz was a little bit bigger than that. No, he's only 178 and Dubon is 173. All right, uh, tallest guy. You're not going to get this one, so I'm going to throw it at you. Okay, go for it. He's the new guy, Ashton Goudeau. Oh, wow. He's six foot six. Right-handers... 
Right. Well, six, well, six to 20. I mean, you know, the, the, the one that they have in the minors, did we figure out how to pronounce his name yet? Hegel. Uh, Hegel. I think yeah. I've heard jelly. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. like six ten, legit. He's six eleven two thirty eight. but he's not on the 40 man. Yes. He's not. So that's why. Yeah. So I'm just throwing out 40 man. The shortest guy on the 40 man. We got a tie between two guys. Well, we talked about Dubon being this, the lightest, but is yeah. he the shortest? He's six feet tall. No, okay, so he's not the shortest. There's got to be like a 5'9", five, 5'10 five, guy for, for us. Go shorter. Oh, lower, shorter than 5'9". Yeah. yeah. Um, the second one is surprising. The first one is not surprising. The second one, I was shocked. Let's see here. It's got to be a middle infielder. Middle infielders are the only ones who are really small. You're on the right track. With, is, with the first one, you're on the right track. You know what? See, the, the problem is, is I, I don't... I don't steady baseball cards anymore. So, I mean, it could be like a, Va- it could be like Vossler. It could be like, um, Vossler is actually six one. Okay. So it's not going to be him. No. But yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be like a middle infielder, uh, Robbie Thompson. No, he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Donnie barrels is five, eight. Oh, wow. which, which means he's stocky. five, seven. He's stocky. Five, eight, two, ten. He is stocky. I, I'm 5'8", 156. <laughs> so I can't even imagine tacking on what 55 more pounds. No, we got to load you up, man. <laughs> no, you got to go back on vacation. More no. chips, I, more beers. You know when I played semi-pro, I was around Dubon's weight a little. But, you know, actually, I was more Yaz's weight. I was about 175, 178, somewhere in there. Um. And then I quit and had two kids and I got down to 155 ish. And I was like, this is good. It's My really, feel it doesn't usually work that way. Like, how did you do that? I just ate well, very well, lots of protein. And I worked out a lot. Yeah. I just really liked to lift weights back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't huge, uh, but I carried just extra weight and it was mostly in the, uh, in the Tukish area oh, okay. <laughs> and the legs, uh, cause I was fast, but I can't even imagine how fast I would be now with 25 less pounds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's great. so the other guy tied at five, eight, this one was, sh- this one shocked me. Chadwick Trump is five, eight. That actually makes some sense because I remember watching him last year and thinking that he was a little small. Well, not small, like a short, obviously. Right. He 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 he's also built, like he's got some size to him. But yeah, yeah, that, that was I, I saw that and I thought, God, I don't remember many catchers under six feet tall. But mm-hmm. and you know when they say five eight on here, they're five seven. Well, I mean, you look at Bochi, like <laughs> Bochi's a giant. Oh yeah. He's humongous, dude. No, he what a humongous dude. Yeah. And then he's got the big head, too, so it makes, yeah. makes him look even bigger. But So another 40-man thing here. Uh, Steven Duggar, actually, on the 40-man roster, he was optioned down. He had options left, so he was sent down. Um, having an okay spring. Not, not, not great, but he didn't have a whole lot of at-bats. He had a little bit of a slow start. Kind of wonder about him. Yeah, because it, he's a he, tough one. He had... He had some opportunities to kind of break through and something would always happen and, you know, unfortunately wasn't able to, to stick with it. But now, you know, he's what is he like 27 now? Something like that. 
Yeah, I think he's on the definitely on the older end. So, you know, uh, hopefully for his sake, he's still got some left. But you think of him as a prospect and then you realize he's not really a prospect anymore. No, no, definitely not. I mean, he's he's at that age where and especially if you've got Heliot Ramos uh, waiting in the wings, you've got Hunter Bishop waiting in the wings. I mean, Hunter Bishop is 22. Yeah. Elliot Ramos is 21. I mean, you've got guys, Alexander Canario is 20. He's going to turn 21 next month. So you or two months from now. So you've got like three guys are waiting to pop in there so they can, you know, if Duggar doesn't cut it at the minor league level, they can afford to trade him away and uh, start moving guys up. So I think, I think we might've seen the last of Duggar. We might see a few at bats this uh, at the major league level, just to kind of entice other teams to look at him at this point. Um, but yeah, Sam Long, a left-handed pitcher that the Giants were really starting to get high on in the spring. He was another guy that was sent down, non-roster invitee. Uh, Elliot Ramos, another guy, he was finally sent down. Um, and then uh, back on March 15th, the Giants made a lot of, uh, of drops, uh, sending guys down to the minor league camp, uh, which starts after the major league camp breaks, but two guys, we talk a lot about Will Wilson and Marco Luciano. Can I just throw out their spring stats? I don't want to, I mean, I know it's almost dinner time. I don't want to spoil your appetite <laughs> with these two, but I yeah, mean, I know, just, I know Luciano like struck out like in half of his AP. Oh, this, this, this is rough. So I just, I, I didn't want to, I felt bad. I didn't want to single one of these guys out. So I put them together. So Will Wilson and Marco Luciano this spring, because they've been equally rough. So this should tell you how much more time they need in the minors. Uh, but they've been eight for 54 this spring. That's a 148 clip together. 27 strikeouts and 54 at-bats combined and two extra base hits. Yeah, not great. No. So I'm sorry if I spoiled your dinner. I just had to get that out there. Um, all right, so I'm looking forward to what's coming. We'll be when we come back next week. We'll be just a couple of days out of uh, opening day, and then opening day will happen, and they'll play a couple games, and we'll come back and we'll do that that locker room show. Uh, and so, folks, you know, if you have an iPhone, download the locker room app. We'll post when we uh, you know when when we go live uh, on that weekend. We'll we'll sort of figure that out ahead of time, but. You know, locker room is kind of fun, so I have a lot of fun managing sort of the 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 speakers, and then bringing on people who are listening who want to ask questions. It's it's a, it's a fun experience, so definitely download that if you want to join us. But yeah, man, we're getting close. This is our second season with this podcast, so I'm I'm really looking forward to covering this team with you. So exciting. I mean, we're 10 days out from recording this and it's, you know, anytime there's baseball, I don't, I, I mean, I know you're a big basketball guy. I don't know how you feel about March Madness. I think you're more of a pro basketball guy. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I've been having some March Madness games on. I couldn't tell you who's who. All I know is that I love Juwan Howard. I've been a big Michigan guy for years. So watching Michigan now is fun because Juwan Howard's the coach. That's about it. That's all I know about college basketball. I'm just waiting for this actual baseball season to start. Yeah, me too. <laughs> There's something about baseball. It's the long season. You know, it's uh, there will be times during the season where... 
you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so long. The June swoon, you know, all these times. But at the end of the day, like there, there's, if your team is, is good, you sort of feel like, you know, if they make the playoffs, you feel like you've been there the whole season and that you deserve it. It's, there's definitely something different about the baseball season than any of these other seasons. Oh, and if we happen to get to the playoffs, that's just a whole other level of, you know, anxiety and then I got to go buy even more whiskey. And, <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's a whole thing. So yeah. <laughs> all right. So that is it from here. We'll be back next week. Same time, same podcast feed. Uh, but <laughs> I like for, it <laughs> for Brad. I am double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.